Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, we got a new, uh, more content, more baseball, more football content. The NFL preseason, week one, has been officially wrapped up yesterday with uh, the Vikings-Raiders game. And we're off to week two, starting off this Thursday. So, um, uh, the WNBA playoffs starting this week. Uh, baseball still going on. Um, some teams slumping, some teams improving. Uh, and I'm also here to talk about more football content later on in this episode towards the end. Uh, with six QBs that I think are going to improve and six QBs that I think are going to decline this season for a specific reason that I will get to at some point. But anyways, let's start the episode off with, of course, the scores, MLB scores. Um, so let's start off all the way from Monday, August 8th. And so our winners for August 8th, we had the Orioles, Mets, Cubs, Angels, Diamondbacks, Giants, and Yankees. And then on Tuesday, August 9th, the Royals, Orioles, Phillies, Mets, Braves, Guardians, White Sox, Nationals, Astros, Brewers, Rockies, Padres, Angels, Diamondbacks, Mariners, and Dodgers were the winners on Tuesday. Then Wednesday, we had the Mets, Brewers, Cubs, Angels, Mariners, Padres, Phillies, Braves, Royals, Cardinals, Rangers, Pirates, and Dodgers. They win on Wednesday. Then Thursday's winners, we have the Marlins, the Guardians, the Astros, the Royals, the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, the Red Sox, and the Cubs. On Friday, we had the Braves, the Guardians, the Orioles, the Red Sox, the Phillies, the Padres, the White Sox, the Mariners, Dodgers, Astros, Cardinals, Twins, Giants, and Rockies. They win on Friday. Then Saturday, August 13th, the Braves, Blue Jays, Reds, Rays, Guardians, um, who else? The Dodgers, the Phillies, the Braves again, because they had a doubleheader on Saturday, and they won both games. The Astros, the Yankees, the Rangers, the Brewers, the Diamondbacks, the Twins, and the Giants, they win on Saturday. And then yesterday, Sunday, August 14th, Padres, Guardians, Mets, Braves, Orioles, uh, Reds, Royals, White Sox, Astros, Cardinals, Rangers, Diamondbacks, Angels, Giants, and Red Sox, they win yesterday. Um, today we have more games. Today we had the Guardians and the Twins. Um, Guardian, actually, no, excuse me, Guardians and Tigers. And the Guardians, they won game one of the doubleheader heading into tomorrow. And we also got the Padres and the Marlins right now live. We had the Phillies Reds live. And the second game of the doubleheader between the Tigers and the Guardians, the Rays, Yankees, Cubs, Nationals, Mets, Braves, Orioles, Blue Jays, Royals, Twins, Dodgers, Brewers, uh, A's, Rangers, Astros, White Sox, Mariners, Angels, and then Diamondbacks and Giants. So um, let me just kind of briefly go over the standings. Uh, let me just tell you some teams red hot in the American League. The Astros are still very good. The Mariners are still pretty good. The Rangers have been uh, not that great. Uh, the Angels have been slumping, and they've been pretty much terrible. They had a good month of April and May, and since June hit, it's it. they've just been pretty bad. Um, Otani's still been elite, but um, definitely is not even helping the team um, as as a whole as much because the team can't even help themselves. So that sucks for that. Trout has not been incredible this year, but he's still obviously the best player in the league, if you ask me. The A's, yeah, no, we're not even going to talk about that. Same thing with the Tigers. Tigers really having a lot. They don't really have a lot going for them this season. Maybe next year they can step up and improve. I think they're going to improve a lot next year. Their pitching is going to, you know, maybe hopefully look better. But I don't know. Same thing with the Royals. Nothing interesting there. White Sox and the Twins um, and even the Guardians, they're all kind of neck and neck. I think the Guardians right now take control of the AL Central and then the Twins and the White Sox. But they're all really like within three games apart from first place, second and third in the division. So either of those teams still got a chance at the Central um, and they all look pretty decent teams. Um, their offenses are pretty good. Their pitching looks great. Um, we just have to see where things go. The AL East, five potential playoff teams right there. I mean, that whole division is looking pretty good. The Red Sox, though, you know, the month of July was uh, was bad. But they had a great month of June. They had a decent month of May. And they've been okay, you know, in these, uh, these last couple weeks in August. So, um, right, Red Sox right now are just looking all right. But we'll have to see there. The Orioles have been looking good, man. I mean... They're fourth place. They're not last place. They're definitely not out the picture. Um, I think if the wild card race 
um, or if the, well, the the playoffs, if it would have started already last week, they would have already made the playoffs. They would have been a wild card team and actually would have made it to the postseason, which is hard to, to say. And the Rays, um, I thought they would be a lot better. They still are a potential playoff team, in my opinion, but I thought they were going to be a lot better than 60 and 53, at least at this point in August. I thought they would have maybe been like maybe a little bit like the Yankees. Um, maybe not even the Yankees because right now the Yankees have been slumping, man. Uh, the Blue Jays have been good, but they still are behind the Yankees and the Rays. The Blue Jays and the Rays and the Orioles are all like together. They're all mixed there. It, they, either of them can get second or third in that division. But the Yankees are definitely taking that division. But even with the Yankees being like the, having the third best record in the, in the MLB overall in baseball and having the second best record in the American League just behind the Houston Astros, they've been slumping, man. What is going on? I don't know, man. Since the All-Star game, they just have not been playing great. Uh, out of the last 10 games, they've won two games. So that's terrible. For the Yankees, um, yeah, they were on pace to win like 106 games, 108 games. Now it's more like 100, 102 games. There's still a chance they can get 100 wins for sure this year. They still have, you know, a month and a half. But, man, I they just got to continue what they got to do, man. They have a good series against the Rays starting today. Uh, a three-game series against the Rays and a four-game series against the Blue Jays. So all this entire week, they're going up against divisional rivals. So that should boost them. That should give them some hope right there. I mean, they lo they just lost a series to the Red Sox in Fenway, so that sucks for them, man. But the thing's got to be adjustable, man. Aaron Judge is having an MVP season, but he's been struggling as of recently these last couple last couple games, actually. He had a home run in Fenway, I think, on Friday. That was like his 46th home run of the season and his 100th RBI of the year, but... Still a lot, a lot of question marks for the Yankees, but let's not panic and exaggerate. I think the Yankees should be fine, but they definitely got to step up. National League, uh, let's look at the Central. I mean, the Cubs, not that great. The Reds, Pirates, not that great. The Brewers and the Cardinals, they've been neck and neck fighting for that Central spot. The Cardinals have been great. I think they might make. I think they're making the postseason. Um, hopefully they do because pull holes, man. Um, Six hundred eighty-nine career home runs. He hit two home runs yesterday. Um, so he is 11 home runs away from 700. He could be potentially the fourth member to be in the 700 home run club joint company with Hank Aaron, uh, Babe Ruth, and Barry Bonds. So, uh, you know, Albert Pujols with 11, 11 more to go. Um, it looks like for him to actually reach to that 700 mark, he would have to make the postseason and for the Cardinals to actually make a deep run in the postseason. You know, I think I think Pujols can definitely hit it this year if he is planning to retire this year. There's definitely a huge chance he can get it this year, um, and the chances are even bigger if they make the postseason. But if they make the postseason and win games, and you know, just not be a one uh, lose in the wild card series or in the divisional series, if they make it to the championship series, that should help them a lot. Um, but no, Pujols, man, eleven more, man, you got this. I mean, personally, I would not mind to see another year for Albert Pujols next season. But if this is this final year, I he still got a really good chance at doing it. Last night, he had a great game. You know, he had two. He wants to get there quick as possible. Everybody's rooting for him to get there. So let's let's pray he can get those 11 home runs quick. Um, and they also, released the, uh, they also released the postseason schedule. The first game of the World Series is on my birthday, October 28th. So that's fun. But the World Series is a lot later. Usually... By my birthday, it's always like in the middle of the World Series. It's like usually game three, game four type of... Usually like the first couple games have already passed. But the World Series, game one, start on my birthday. So the World Series is practically going to be mostly late October and, you know, early, early November. So, um, But that should be exciting. We don't know if the Cardinals will even make the World Series, but we'll have to wait and see. The NL West, the Dodgers are amazing. The Padres are getting good. The Giants are okay. The Diamondbacks and the Rockies, yeah, we don't we don't really know about that. They're not that good. Nationals, wow, they could they they are they are not good. The Marlins, uh, up and down, but they still they're just still not good. The Phillies were red hot. Uh, they're slowing down just a bit, but they still are definitely in that wild card race. We can still 
for sure clinch a playoff spot, even if the Mets and Braves, uh, who definitely are playoff teams this year, um, make it. So the Phillies still got that chance to get third in the division. I really want to get second, but it looks like we're going to get third. Um, but hopefully at least Atlanta takes the division instead of the Mets. So hopefully the final standings would be the Braves, uh, Mets, and Phillies, or at least the Braves, Phillies, Mets. But I'm just going to say... Uh, as long as Atlanta takes a division and then New York takes second, and then we take third for the final wild card spot. Um, shouldn't be too worried because now the wild wild card is a series now, so it's not a, a single game elimination. It's a series, so it's a best of three. So you know, one game, one game, we're done, and, and we still got a chance to win this thing. So yeah, I mean, again, we still have a month and a half till the regular season ends, and then the postseason begins in the second week of October. So we still we still got hella time. Um, now let's talk about, uh, the, well, the WNBA. The WNBA, the playoffs actually begin when? This Wednesday. This Wednesday. Yesterday's was the last game of the regular season, so we had um, the playoffs team and the playoff schedule announced. Um, so first, we have the first round series. We got Chicago Sky um, taking on the New York Liberty, and then we got the Phoenix Mercury taking on the Las Vegas Aces. And then those are the, for the first two matchups. And the other two matchups, we have the Dallas Wings taking on the Connecticut Sun. And then the Seattle Storm taking on the Washington Mystics. So eight teams, obviously 12 um, total teams in the WNBA 8 make the postseason, right? Um, so from there on, we'll see who, who wins those games. I think it's best of best of three? or No, best of five series. So whoever wins three out of five games, move on. And I think it's the same thing for... For the, the 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 conference finals and the finals, I think it's also a best of five. I'm not sure if it's best of seven. I don't I don't think it's like the NBA, but um with with the with the series, but I think it should be fine. I mean I don't know. I, I haven't really watched that much WNBA. I don't really be following along with it too much. I just see it on Twitter from time to time. But I've seen Chicago are a great team. I've seen Vegas is a great team. Uh, Connecticut, Washington, Seattle. Um, I guess I'm gonna just say, I don't know, uh, New York, I guess. Like, they made the playoffs, so I get, but New York is, what, what's their record? Yeah, 16 and 20. Damn, they made, they made the playoffs with the losing record, but they were fourth in the East. So that was, that was still good enough to, 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 to get in. And they also won yesterday. They beat Atlanta. So they can take their spot instead of Atlanta making it to the playoffs. So yeah, the WNBA playoffs they begin Wednesday. We'll see um, who wins that uh, who wins that tournament. Okay, now we got the MLS standings. Uh, more of the same. I kind of went with it last week. Uh, Philly, Montreal, New York, uh, NYFC, and then the Red Bulls, Columbus, Orlando, Inter Miami. Now is at number seven instead of number nine. So we stepped up and we got a big win against New York. Then we got New England, Cincinnati, Chicago, Charlotte, Toronto, Atlanta, then D.C. United. And then in the West, we have um, LAFC, Austin, FC, Dallas, Minnesota, Salt Lake, L.A. Galaxy, Nashville, Portland, Seattle, Colorado, Vancouver, Houston, and San Jose. So that is, uh, that's that for MLS. Um, what else do we got here? Um, let's talk about music. Yeah, let's go to music. All right, so um, before we get into football content, let's talk about music. We had a good amount of releases this week. I've heard like maybe seven albums this week. Uh, excuse me, eight albums this week. So yeah, a lot of albums to listen to this past weekend. And um, let me just kind of briefly go over the, the ones that I actually liked because there was some, some all right ones, but the ones that I really fucked with was definitely that Rod Wave album. Um, Beautiful Mind. That Beautiful Mind album was pretty fucking good. I'm not even going to lie. Um, 24 tracks, I believe. An hour, eight minutes. Um, and I do think it's it's one of Rod Wave's best projects. I think uh, this beats out his last project, uh, Soulfly. Um, I don't know if it beats Pray For Love, though. But it's a great album. Um, I like the album cover as well. I think the album cover is probably his best one up to date. Um, I think its consistency is, is pretty good. I think the first half of the album is better than the second half, but I don't think the second half of the album is just terrible. I mean, By Your Side, Everything, Cold December, Me Versus the World. Pretty good songs on the second half of the record. 
Um, I did like the song uh, Stone Rollin' Youngin' with Jack Carlo. I think his feature was good. Uh, what's it, what other song, man? Um, I Know It, uh, Quiet Storm, that was another good one. Yeah, so, you know, some pretty good songs there in that first half of the album. Still got to li- give it more listens, to be honest with you, because I've only listened to it twice at this point right now, but... Pretty good record, man. You know, Rod Wave likes to put soul into his music. He likes to talk about that. Likes to incorporate that in his music. You know, he's always going to tell you how he feels. Um, his, his raw feelings, his emotions, his, um, you know, his composure. His singing is great. You know, his rapping is great. Um, lets it all out into this album. And I think this is one of his best projects that he showcases that, you know, so... Um, I'm not going to say this is his best album. I think this is definitely up there. And I think this is better than his last record from last year. Um, and even could be better than the uh, Pray for Love from 2020 and maybe even Ghetto Gossip from 2019. Um, he does have another album in 2019, PTSD. I haven't heard that record yet, so I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out at some point. But at least this album, um, I think I think is good enough to be top 50, at least top 40 of the year. This been it's it's a it was a pretty good listen. I think this was probably the best album of the week, honestly. Most yeah, I think it was probably the best album of the week to be honest with you. Um, I mean Royce the Five Nine also dropped this week. He dropped the Heaven Experience Volume One, but most of these songs were already on previous albums, like um, like Caterpillar was on the Book of Ryan, uh, What a Time, and I play and I play forever. There was a bunch of older songs that I've heard before. Um, but a lot of new ones that I haven't heard. But these uh, these songs were, were alright, man. I mean, I like Caterpillar. I liked Layers. I liked uh, I Play Forever. Uh, Hip Hop. Uh, Rock City with the with the Eminem feature. But other than that, I ain't really going back to it, to be honest with you that much. Uh, Danger Mouse also dropped a new album called Cheat Codes with features from Joey Badass, Russ, MF Doom, ASAP, Run the Jewels, Kodak, um, not Kodak, Conway, is what I meant to say. Pretty consistent album. I really like the production here, man. Uh, because, Belize, uh, Strangers, Saltwater, all pretty good fucking tracks. And I ain't gonna lie. It's pretty consistent record. Um, I like it. I fucks with it. Um, Lil Zay Osama dropped the record. Um, I, didn't, I don't even know who this guy was, but I saw that he had a little Dirk uh, song um, single that was on uh, New Music Friday. I was like, all right, I guess I'll check it out. Oh, he dropped an album. All right, whatever. I'll listen to it. Uh, just typical, you know, street music and shit. Nothing, nothing too insane. Nothing too special. Just one of those, you know, street rappers. Typical trap album, you know. Not bad. Not bad. Not good. Not not amazing or anything. Just in the middle. You know, just, just a solid record. I don't know if I'll really go back to it as well, but it's all right. Um, Young Nudie, uh, EA Monster, he dropped this actually last Monday, uh, the 8th, 11 tracks, 34 minutes long, um, I don't really like this record to be honest with you, I only like Project X and Kit Kat, and other than that, I didn't really like, I didn't really like the, this record as much as, uh, uh, Slime Year from 2019, uh, or, or Anyways from 2020, I those were like the only two albums I really fuck with from Young Nudie. Slime Year from 2019 is probably his best album, to be honest with you. That that album is pretty underrated. Um, y'all talk about Mr. Dispatch, Extendo, Gas Station, Joker. Um, what other song? Long Ride, uh, Hot Wings. Yeah, no, no, that, that album is pretty good. That album is pretty underrated from 2019. Definitely one of my favorites. But, yeah, ever since that record, just just hasn't been, you know, as good and everything now. Obviously, with that one song that, you know, that Kid Cudi song with the Cardi feature, if he ever released that, and that never became a, the greatest unreleased song of all time in my eye, but <laughs> would have probably wanted to save one of these albums. But to be honest with you, just a decent album. Just a decent album. Um, who else dropped? All right. Let me talk about the game album. Matter of fact, let me talk about the Megan Thee Stallion album first. Let me talk about the Megan Thee Stallion album. Because I didn't even know she was dropping a new album. I thought she was dropping another single uh, last weekend. But she dropped her new album, Traumazine. And it was, what, 18 tracks, 51 minutes long. And with the singles of Pressure Licious, uh, with Featuring Feature, Featuring Feature. Featuring Future. 
uh, Plan B, Sweet as Pie, and um, some other great, decent songs as well. Um, this album right here, to be honest with you, from first listen, didn't really rock with it. Didn't really rock with it. I was like, eh. Side, like, eh. Didn't really, didn't fuck with it. Now, the second time I heard the album, I was like, whoa, 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 this is a little different, though. This is this is a little different, though. I can already tell you that this was better than her last record, Good News. Um, Or actually, no, not Good News, because her last record was, um, what was it called? Let me just look at it. Something for the Hotties. Yes, she dropped that album last year. I didn't really like that album at all last year. And then she dropped in 2020, Good News. That's the album that I was talking about. And that album was... Was I didn't really fuck with that album either. Sugar though was okay, and then Fever from twenty nineteen is fire. Those two projects that she dropped in twenty nineteen and in early twenty twenty was pretty good, and I fucks with that. And there's some there's some decent songs on Good News I like, um, and something for the hotties I I didn't even I I don't even go back to that shit to be honest with you I don't go back to that album at all, like not even one song. Yeah, but from Traumazine. It's a little different because now Megan is doing doing a little bit more, showing a little bit more versatility and showing a little bit of more of personal references, personal experiences, and putting in topics like anxiety and trauma into the mix of the sound instead of everyone just hearing another typical pop that pussy, I am the shit, I am that bitch, hot girl music. Um, so... We get that on this record, obviously, because that's what Megan Thee Stallion is. She makes that music and she appeals to that and she has her fan base. In it. But she also uh, gives us something a little different and, a, uh, a, you know, a stint of fresh air. So I, you know, could always appreciate that. Um, some different sounds on this record. The production that was a little weak, I'm not even going to lie, I wasn't really infatuated with a lot of the songs just by, like, the production. But, you know, there were some good songs here. I'm not even going to lie. Like, NDA is hard. Uh, Ungrateful with the Key Glock feature was cool. Uh, Her is a banger. Is a banger. I fuck with that. Uh, Who Me with Pooh Shiesty was I. A Scary Rico Nasty is probably one of my favorite ones. Consistency with Janae Aiko is great. Pressurelicious has grown on me with Future. That Future uh, feature that she paid 250 k for. I mean, that's Future. And you know what I'm saying? Future is Future. But... Hey, I'm not even gonna lie. I can't say that was a waste of money because I think Future killed it. Uh, Plan B, I didn't really like the beat at all, but Plan B was cool. Uh, Sweetest Pie is a banger with Dua Lipa. So there's definitely some good songs here, man. I'm not even gonna lie. I still gotta listen to the album a little bit more to, you know, see what I can really feel for it. But after second listen, it was definitely a lot better than my first listen. I think even the first listen, I was just kind of focusing a lot more. I, w- I focused a lot on the second, on the first half of the record. But then towards the second half of the record, I, was, I don't even know what I was doing. I think I was just not really, I, I wasn't even really paying attention to, to most of it towards the end. I think I was just waiting till this album finishes so I can hear the games album. Um, and well, within that, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this new The Game album because this album is nothing to be played for with 30 fucking songs on this record and almost two hours long or you know what an hour 59 minutes so yeah essentially two hours long man 30 tracks it's it's like one of those albums where i'm like oh man i have to i have to really listen to this shit for two hours i didn't even to be honest with you there was even a, a thing i had ideas i had thoughts of just not me even listening to this record man i would have just been like you know what let me just skip it but I, w- I went to the mall, you know, on the weekend. I was just like, you know what? I'll just walk around, shop, spend time with the fam, and I'll just I'll just be listening to this on the way. You know what I'm saying? I got nothing better to do, so why not just listen to the to the to the album when I'm you know when I'm out when I'm outside instead of just listening to two hours of this album, just kind of like processing it. So yeah, this record, man, um, dramatic heart versus mind. This is far. And I mean far from the game's best out, man. Uh, 30 tracks, and I can only say I can even go back to maybe like six or seven, man. Let's go track by track, I guess, for the ones I remember. One time with Ice-T, decent song, not bad. 
easy with Kanye West. It grew on me, but it's still not really a great. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of, of Kanye on that feature, but uh, it's I uh, Burning Checks with Five Year Foreign, another decent track, not really that memorable. Voodoo was not that good. Home Invasion was I. Op with Young Boy was cool. Outside with YG was fire actually. La La Land, um, I don't I, I don't actually don't remember. So we're just gonna skip that one. Change the game. Tidal sign that was a decent song. Um, Heart versus Mind that was a good one. Uh, How far I came with Roddy Rich. I think Roddy Rich carried the game on that song. Um, Roddy Rich I think killed it. Uh, no smoke at the Polo Lounge with Jeremiah. Don't even remember that song. Uh, no Man Falls with Pusha T and 2 Chains. This is probably the best production on the album. This is probably the best song on the album. They both killed it. Or not all three of them killed it. Pusha, The Game, and 2 Chains. They all killed it with this like um, loose, old school production with that boom bap shit. So it was it was great to hear that. Um, nice, refreshing production that 2 Chains and, and, and Pusha T definitely body with. That fit very well with. So... I definitely like that song. It's definitely maybe my favorite on the album. Uh, Chrome Slugs and Harmony with Wayne and G Herbo. Another good song. Back to back fire shit. Uh, Start from Scratch 2 was another decent song. What We Not Gonna Do had a good message. Fortunate. This was the one that this was like a leak. Um, this was leaked um, as a Kanye West song that was going to be on Donda 2. That could have been had the, the game feature, but eventually it became the game's song um it was a gonna blow you in a windpipe i'm him i'm him now i heard the instrumental and obviously everything on the leak and i was like this song has a lot of potential the drums and everything made the but on the on the final cut of the song um on the album it was it was it sounded a lot weird it, like, i don't know i don't really like the way the 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 I don't even know. It's like some weird ass sound. It's like some weird ass flute. Like it, it. There's something really strange with the with the instrumental and like the just what even it what it sounds like. I, like I don't even like what it what it what what it is, man. The production I find it very goofy and shit. I don't even like it at that much at all. And it kind of ruins the whole. Feel the song. I think Kanye did an eye on the verse too. The I'm him. I think that was kind of hard. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, uh, Drezzy, not Drizzy. Drezzy, um, and Chiller were okay, but the production ruined it on that song. I was like, Kanye, what the fuck is this, man? It was. I don't know. It was just like he's trying to make something groovy and kind of like. I don't know. I don't know. It sounded like if I was like playing the recorder. But I had, but it was like me faking the shit, and it was just me like getting something off of somebody else, and like just pretending to. I don't know, like it just it didn't sound well. It didn't. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. I'm like losing my shit over the song's production. It's just not good. I fucking don't like the. I just don't like the beat at all. Uh, but we're gonna move on. Ruby's Rose with Twist and Jeremiah. That's probably one of the best songs on the album. Definitely fuck with that song. Uh, Drake with Braids, interlude, just an interlude, so it don't even matter. Nikki Beach with French Montana, Tory Lanez. French Montana had to ruin the fucking song for me, so no, no thank you. Talk to me nice with Meek Mill, Moneybag, you on blast. I think this is a banger. I think this is good. Um, Killers with Cameron, um, decent song. I mean, Zai. Uh, Stupid featuring Big Sean, um, that was another uh, banger, I think. 38 Special with Blueface, underrated. I think that was also a banger. Twisted was I. Uh, Money Cash Clothes with ASAP Rocky. This is probably top three on the album just because of the beat. Because this is uh, the same beat from uh, Jay-Z's song, Money Cash Hoes. Um, obviously, you know, the sample reference. Classic song. So, obviously, the instrumental and the beat for this one had to, had to kill it. ASAP killed it on the beat. You know, the game and ASAP rapped on a fucking hove beat. They had to murder that shit. Um, they didn't do better than Jay-Z, though. But still, definitely not a skip. Uh, definitely not skipping that song when I go back to this record. So, um, definitely one of my favorites. And then, of course, though, we got to talk about the Black Slim Shady, which is a 10-minute diss track to Eminem, man. Um, I don't, I'm not, I, I actually don't know... Or I'm not even aware of like the whole situation with the game and Eminem and them having beef and everything. I don't I don't know when that started. I don't know how that formed or anything. I don't I'm not sure, right? But 
Um, so yeah, he just he just made a bunch of references to his older music, to songs and hooks and mocking him and shit like that. It was kind of weak. I'm not even gonna lie. It wasn't anything vicious. It wasn't like the son of a, you know, added on or the kill shot. To hit it wasn't anything. One of those diss tracks where it's just vicious and it's just hitting you, hit after hit, and it's just it's just punishing you. It's just one of those like. He's kind of mocking you, trying to aggravate you. But Eminem, like, you know, this is a waste of time for him, man. And Eminem has no fucking hesitation, has has no desire of even responding to this. Because this is, this is not even worth him. This is not even worth his time even, like, responding. Because it's just nothing. It could, it could all be fucking fake, too. I don't even know. This could be all fabricated, to be honest with you, really don't know. Um, there's a Nipsey Hussle song here, uh, World Tours, but for, for some reason it, it just got removed. Um, I literally see the song on the track list, but can't even play it. So I don't know what the hell that's about, but that's just one song that could have been on the album that we just can't listen to, but it, it is what it is. Save the Best for Last with Rick Ross, A Father's Player, and then Universal Love with Chris Brown, Chloe, and Cassie were the last three songs, and they were all decent songs, nothing really too crazy. Um, look, uh, the game right now has been known to be just making some crazy comments and just being, just talking all this shit and just wanting to have smoke with everybody and, um, and oh, I think the game said something about he wanted to face Eminem in a hits battle that he would, that he would smoke Eminem in a, in a versus battle that he has more hits than him, like, ah, oh, this and talking all that shit. So I don't know, maybe that can cut, that can, that can, that makes sense more on the diss track or whatever, but. To be honest with you, man, the game is far from his prime. I think the game, I mean, at some point, I thought this man was going to retire and actually be done with music. With his last album, Born to Born to Rap, I mean, I was kind of like, well, I think that I think that should have been it right there, right? I mean, he said Born to Rap, that could have been potentially his last album, his retirement. You know, how many fucking albums and mixtapes that he's dropped. You know, some classics, man. I'm not even gonna lie. He's dropped some classic records. I mean, the documentary, documentary two, three, the Red Album was fire. Um, you know, he has some pretty good, great albums. But um, yeah, these these last records just nothing memorable. There's some songs I'll go back, but yeah, I think I think the game should just you know just kind of focus on other things in life. You know, just move move on with his life. I think music has. That took him to far places, and he got a and he he got a lot of big features on this album. For it to be a thirty track album, he had a lot of the biggest rappers in the game. You know, he has Kanye, Wayne, ASAP, and shit on this record. So I I appreciate him kind of fucking assembling the damn Avengers for this album. But even with that, you know, it, you kind of just needed to match your own man and do more for yourself on this record. But it was it was a decent record, man. It's not one of the best of the year. I don't think it's like top. 20 or 30 of the year not a bad album wouldn't say it's trash and i wouldn't even say it's uh it, it's mid because most of the content matter was pretty good but but even with that like out of 30 songs how many songs have i said i'll actually like go back to i think it was more than five and six i say like 10 or 11 but still that's not even half the record so at this point i can't even say it's mid it's like not even that good so I don't know, man. Um, but this this definitely was not the best record of the week, and certainly not album of the year contender. Um, we're gonna have to see who drops next, you know. But this weekend was was mostly just trying to get to trying to get ready to listen to that album. But it was okay. All right, now let's talk about uh, let's talk about the NFL, man. Let's talk about football, man. Week one of the. Uh, NFL preseason, uh, or technically week two, because week one was the uh, Jaguars and Raiders, the Hall of Fame game. But whatever, week two of week four of the preseason. So I'm not going to go over like the teams. Uh, I'm not going to go over like the stats and stuff. I'm just going to go over the teams who won the games and everything. Once we get to the regular season, then I'll go to each game and talk about the stats and, and the plays and all that shit. So in the meantime, we'll get to there. But... Uh, we had the Giants beating the Patriots 23-21. The Ravens beating the Titans 23-10. Uh, uh, the Ravens are a preseason dynasty. They would win many Super Bowls if three games was all it would take in the preseason. So, yeah. Uh, the Falcons, they defeat the Lions 27-23. The Browns defeat the Jaguars 24-13. The Cardinals defeat the Bengals 36-23. 
The Jets defeat the Eagles 24-21. The 49ers defeat the Packers 28-21. The Panthers defeat the... <clears throat> the Commanders 23-21. The Bears defeat the Chiefs 19-14. The Bills defeat the Colts 27-24. The Dolphins won a close game against the Buccaneers 26-24. The Steelers defeat the... Um, the Seahawks 32 to 25, the Texans defeat the Saints 17 to 13, the Broncos defeat the Cowboys 17 to 7, the Rams defeat the Chargers 29 to 22, and then yesterday the Raiders defeated the Vikings 26 to 20. So yeah, those are the week season week 2, preseason week 2. Two more weeks of the preseason and then we finally enter to the regular season um of the year. So we got a, a one game on Thursday. We have three games on Friday. Then we have more games on Saturday and Sunday. And then one game on Monday. Um, and again, week four once again with two games on Thursday, two games on Friday. Or no, four games on Friday. And then multiple games on Saturday and Sunday. And then eventually September 8th, we start with the regular season. So, yeah. Um, not, I mean, I can't really say too much anything yet. This is preseason. Any team that won or lost, well, okay, you won and lost the game. That That's all I can say. Um, nothing to talk about yet. Nothing yet proven to any team. So, we're going to have to wait, you know. This is, the, this is the preseason. This is just little, this is just to see football, you know, to get ready for the season. This is just to see Oh, maybe this player is going to step up. Oh, maybe this player is going to break out. We see in the preseason he's playing great. Regular season, he could be, be taking that to the next level. We'll have to wait and see. But right now, we just have some football to watch. And these are the scores. So um, for that, until preseason is over, I'm not going to go in depth in every game. Not even I even watched every game either. I missed most of these games. I only watched... The um, I watched the Falcons Lions and I watched the Browns Jaguars, the Dolphins Bucks and the Vikings Raiders games. Those were the only games I watched, like pretty much the entire game. But everything else, I just been watching highlights and and in and you know NFL, um, Instagram and Twitter and shit. So everything else, we'll have to wait and see. Not that I really care too much because this is preseason. But at least we're glad that football is back and we got something to watch in the meantime instead of just watching damn baseball. Because to be honest with you, I'm kind of damn tired of watching baseball. I just want the postseason to start already. Like, World Series, like, can my birthday just come around, like, quick as fuck? Like, just, let's just, let's speed things up. Let's Can we get to September, please? Let's get to September. I mean, I know, uh, you know, uh, summer's almost over. I mean, literally next week, uh, I start college. So, I got one more week to enjoy my summer. But come on, let's let's get to the NFL season, please. But anyways, that's uh, that's not my last uh, segment for today's episode. Let's talk about the six QBs that I think are going to improve and take a huge step up and a leap um, from last year and six QBs that I think um, are going to decline, not fall off a cliff and just be pure trash, but I think they're going to just take a couple steps down and just not play at the level that they were playing last season. So let's talk about it. I got my list right here, right there, right here. Six QBs to improve and decline. So let's talk about the teams, the QBs, excuse me, the QBs that I think are going to improve. Let's start off with um, the QB that I need him to improve because he is in so much pressure to improve. And that's, of course, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, Dolphins fan right here, as you can see right there. I have a lot of hope. A lot of hope for the Dolphins this year. I have a lot of support. I have a lot. I have a lot going on for them. You know, these next two preseason games. Okay, whatever you can lose. I don't care. Once September eleventh hits, one p.m. The minute that Patriots Dolphins Week One game starts, it's on site for the NFL, and that's what I want. I want Tua to be on a complete mission from Week One. To wherever we get to the playoffs. And that's it. I need him to take that next level. Because everyone wants to, to, to shit on him. And Justin Herbert was, was, was just unexcusable. How would you even pass on Justin Herbert, you know? You see that now that Justin Herbert is a fucking superstar. And is definitely going to take the Chargers to the next level. But the Dolphins? 
you can get a 50-50 out of this. We don't really know where, where we're going. With Tua, we're going to have to wait and see. So with Tua, for obvious reasons, I need him to step up, man. I need him to take that next level. I need him to just progress. I need him to to see where his limit, or not his limit, where he can finally step into superstardom, to be in that Justin Jefferson, Jer Burrow, Lamar Jackson, young, young superstar conversation. He needs to be in that conversation because he was that guy in Alabama and could take the next step here in his third year. Um, and of course, we're going to assume that he stays healthy and God forbid he fucking stays healthy. Um, or no, God forbid that he does get injured. Excuse me, I worded that wrong. Let's pray to God that he does stay healthy. So we get to see any and all the action from him this entire season. So we can't we can't make any excuses. This is all on him right here. So Tua, a lot of, a lot of pressure on you, dog. But you can do it, man. You kind of have to, but like... This is on you, man. You got you to gotta put, you got to step it up, man. You're not trash. You don't want to prove to people that you are that because you're not. So let's just get this shit going. Um, next quarterback that I think is going to have a big step up from uh, last season is Trevor Lawrence. Jaguars suck. The Jaguars are still going to be pretty bad this year. Um, the Jaguars are not really going to take any step up. Maybe, maybe one or two more games from last season. Because um, Doug Peterson is their head coach and not Urban Meyer. So that's obviously a huge step up. And that's another rig- big thing that I think Trevor is going to excel at. The head coaching is a lot better. Um, the defense should be a little bit better than it was before last year. Um, and Trevor Lawrence will be a lot more careful throwing it. So throwing that football around. A um, lot of picks, a lot of interceptions last year. He can cut that off. Um so hopefully he could take that next step. This is his second year, so he has time to develop it. This preseason, um, I've only seen him play a couple snaps. I think he's been all right in the preseason. I have to check the stats just in the meantime. But um, if he can take that next level this year, uh, I definitely see him taking that next level, even if the Jaguars aren't getting any team success out of it for this season, um, which I can also apply for Zach Wilson. But we do have an issue already because apparently now Zach Wilson will be out for a couple weeks um, due to an apparent knee injury that he had against a preseason game last week against the Eagles. So, assuming that he will be back week, he I think he, they, they announced that he'll be out for two to four weeks. So, let's assume that he comes back week one or week two of the NFL season. Perfect. He can miss the, pre, he can miss the preseason. Don't matter. But you want to be the, the, the franchise... QB of the New York Jets. This is the season he needs to prove himself that he can be that franchise QB for the Jets. So other than that, that that's that's really where he needs to go. He's got that dog in him, right? We say that all the time, right? Is it true? Can he actually do that? Let the well, they, they got to fucking prove it to us, man. The Zach Efron slash Wilson of the NFL right here. So if he could take that next level and step up, then we can. We have to have. All the confidence in the world to do it. And for a team like the Jets, they got a lot of faith in, in, in him. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, another QB that I have also improving, um, not only because he's not a young QB, but um, just based off the team scenario, what team that he was, and now what team he's set up to be excelling at this year. And that's Matt Ryan. Um, 2016 MVP. This close to winning a Super Bowl. Had to... His team had to do that, um, unfortunately. But he's not with the team anymore. So now he is with the Colts. That are a pretty good team, actually. Not the Falcons, who are pretty trash right now. And are going to be trash for the next couple years. Until they find at least a decent quarterback. Matt Ryan's going to excel in Indianapolis. I think uh, Matt Ryan is successed... Um, is success is 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 starting to feel that success as soon as he went to that locker room in Indiana, um, because that defense is loaded, the offense is great, um, receiving game. Michael Pittman Jr. is only the, the the best and most reliable receiver they got. Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, what the fuck? What am I talking about? Jonathan Taylor is that guy, and he's arguably probably going to be top two once again this year. Um, running back of the league. So, 
we'll have to see where he can take that offense and make get get them to high levels. But uh, Matt Ryan is going to excel with that new offense. He got the experience, and his defense is not going to just completely lose his control. He's going to have a pretty reliable defense to protect him. So I think for that, you know, you got to say Matt Ryan's going to take a huge step this year just because of that. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, next QB I have improving is Jalen Hurts. Same thing with the Eagles, man. Their defense is looking good. Their offense is looking stacked. Uh, Jalen Hurts has all the weapons in the world right now to take the next level. Same thing as Tua, pretty much. I think he's set to prepare this year. The, the, the Eagles are a serious playoff contender. And if they play really good, they could even be a Super Bowl contender. Not not a stretch to say that they're Super Bowl contenders because Bengals last year, did we have them making the Super Bowl last year? No. And while they were like just a couple of plays, a couple of mistakes from actually taking that Lombardi trophy away from the Rams last year. So think about that. And with their shitty O-line that finally this offseason they were able to make some changes for them to not have a shitty O-line this year. But they still almost won a Super Bowl with their shitty O-line. That's crazy, right? Insane. That's not a problem for the Eagles or for the Dolphins this year. So, with that, it should be a lot It should be a lot easier, man. It should be a lot easier. Um, and then for my last quarterback that I think is going to improve is Derek Carr. I mean, again, with his new best buddy, uh, Devontae Adams, reuniting with his new best buddy. Um... He's going to be throwing that ball to Devontae so many times this year. He's going to make him look like a superstar um, like he never left in Green Bay. So pretty much just, you know, start from where he was and just continue going from there. But things are going to change over there. Things are going to change in in um, in uh, in Las Vegas because the Raiders are a serious playoff contender this year if they can play their cards right. So we'll have to wait and see. Now, those are my six QBs that I think are going to improve this year. Now, let me get into my list of the six QBs that I think are going to decline this year. Um, so, not necessarily going to be trash, not going to be amazing. Well, not going to be amazing, but not going to be great, not going to be elite, not going to be... A lot of these QBs are elite QBs. Most of these QBs are elites. Actually, no, not most of these. A couple of them. A couple of them are elite, but... This is this season, and where I think their step is going to take, still going to be a lack from what I think is going to be from the last previous seasons. Number one, we're going to start off with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not going to be terrible. Tom Brady's still going to lead the Buccaneers to the postseason. The Bucs are still going to have a good offense, still have a good defense. He's not going to be terrible. He's still going to be leading the league in probably other categories and still probably even be a, a, an NFL, uh, an MVP candidate this year. Fuck it. That's Brady. He's like that. So me saying that, but I have him declining this year, it's kind of confusing, right? I just think it's more of the team's success is going to decline more than Tom Brady's success. I think Tom Brady is going to lead this team once again to the postseason. But I don't know if I have a lot of trust in that defense as much as I did last year and even, you know, the year they won the Super Bowl, two years prior. So this year's a little different. Brady is still going to be great because he is the fucking GOAT, right? And even though he's not in his prime and it feels like he could still play like he's in his fucking prime in his mid-40s, we have... We're gonna see, uh, we're gonna see certain declines. We're gonna see certain moments in certain games where you can see that Brady is not gonna play. He's not gonna throw 400, 500 passing yards in a game and throw five TDs. He's gonna have those awful games during the whole year. He's gonna have those games where he plays terrible against the Saints. Maybe not necessarily against the Saints again, but to other teams, I think he's just not gonna have that. Still going to have a good year. Still going to lead him to the playoffs. So it's not like he's falling off, cliff, falling off a cliff. He's not getting anywhere near to the success that they were two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. But it's going to just be a one step down. But still, one step down is declining. So yeah, I got, I got to put you on the list. So that's it. Nothing crazy. Not saying he's falling off. He should retire. 
because he's he's still good enough to play in this league. We we do not need to argue with that. There's no arguing that Brady is still fit to play really good in this league. At the age 45 years old, no way we can complain with that. But we're going to say have to say that because I had to make sure to let y'all know, like, you know, Tom Brady's still the GOAT. I'm not hating on him. I'm not say, I'm not trying to set I'm not trying to set Tom Brady's uh season into ruins. I'm just hating on him to just, you know, have a terrible season with Tampa. That's not going to happen. That's not realistic. But you're going to tell me that he's going to be the most consistent QB. He's going to be the one that who's not going to lack as many game qualities he's going to be putting out this year. No, he's going to have those rough games more than any other quarterback, more than other quarterbacks in the elite category this season. You know, so, and that's just that, man. And that's just that. But he's still going to be great. No doubt about that. Uh, another uh, quarterback that I have declining is Jimmy Garoppolo. Whether he stays in and uh, in San Francisco, whether he goes to New York, whether he goes to f- fucking Atlanta, I don't know. You know, wherever he goes or whether he stays, I think Garoppolo is just still going to take a huge step down. I don't know what he can do with that 49ers offense. He can still do great, great things with that, but it looks like Trey Lance is ready to take over, man. Trey Lance is looking like he could actually take his spot now. And if he doesn't have to worry about Trey Lance, maybe it wouldn't have been so tough for him. If he could out, if he could outpress Trevor Lance, uh, Trevor, um, not Trevor, Trey Lance, and get something going there, then maybe Garoppolo still got the best chance of being the starter this year. Um, it looks like he still most likely will be the starter for the Niners, but will it will it be for the whole year? Will he stay as consistent as he can be? Will he just not be carried by the defense again? I don't know. Even when they made the Super Bowl, it was really just that defense that got all the best of him. So, I don't know. Jimmy G has never had a superstar year, never had a crazy season. I think this year he's just not going to have that great season. But maybe things could maybe could, things could change. Maybe things could change. We'll have to wait and see. Um, next, we got Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is going to still be a good quarterback in the league. I think he's still top 15 in the league, top 20. At least. Um, but the Cardinals, man, without DeAndre Hopkins for six games suspension, it's going to be a little tough to start the season off with that. And even with them starting the season off pretty cold, most likely, that's not that doesn't say a lot of good things about them because usually the Cardinals are a team that start red hot in the regular season. But once we get into the midseason and then damn near the end of the regular season, then we, here comes all these losing streaks here comes all these choke games, and they just barely make the playoffs. And if rarely get lucky to make the damn playoffs, we don't want Kyler Murray and the Cardinals to start slow. If they start slow and then they start declining fast towards the the end of the regular season, it's a wrap for them. They might not even make the playoffs because the Rams are still going to be good. The Niners are still going to be good. They don't got to worry about the Seahawks being good. So that's that's something that they could look forward to. But the Cardinals still got a chance to not be that great this year. But Kyler Murray should take that next level, should take the next step. But I don't know if he will. I just don't know if he will. Uh, number four, uh, for my fourth QB that I have declining this year, will be Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's great. Top 15 QB for sure. What are the Cowboys going to do, man? Defense stepped up. Run game good, but this is their year. This is this is this is their year that they're gonna win the Super Bowl. Is this the year? Is this gonna be the moment that we've all been that all people have been trying it out for? We're all we've been all waiting for this moment. Every every Cowboys fan has been just ride or die for this moment to finally happen. That they're finally gonna be that. Super Bowl contending team that people wanted them to be like. Will they finally be that? I don't know. Maybe not. We'll have to wait and see, right? But we'll have to see Dak Prescott. Is he going to take that step down? Is he going to have another MVP-like season like he did in 2020 before he got injured? If he stays healthy, of course, that's a huge factor as well. But again, I'm assuming all these quarterbacks stay healthy despite even the, the, the... the QBs are going to decline. Not necessarily due to injury, but just necessarily by production. But 
Prescott, man, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Again, I could be wrong, man. I could totally be wrong about the teams, that, the, the quarterbacks that I have improving and the quarterbacks that I have declining. These are just my opinion. But we'll have to see. Um, so, yeah, Dak Prescott, I think, is another one quarterback that I think is going to decline just a bit. So, another quarterback that I think is going to take a huge step down this year um, is Ryan Tannehill. The Titans, man, I don't know. I don't know if I have a lot of faith in the Titans, man. I don't know if the, you know, I mean, one th- one huge reason why I don't really think the Titans are even going to make the, the, the to the playoffs or win the division um, I think the Colts are probably going to take that division. The Colts just look stronger offensively, defensively. The AFC have just gotten stronger. That's another big reason why the Titans, I don't know if their success is going to be great this year. And if it, if there's any form of success, it's going to be Derrick Henry. Um, and, maybe, and maybe Ryan Tannehill. But Ryan Tannehill, he's just been all right. He's had some great moments in Tennessee. 2019 and in 2020, he had good moments in Tennessee. Helped them make it all the way to the AFC Championship game. Last year, he was pretty awful in the playoffs, though. So, I don't know if this year he's going to take them another step down. Take them back to the promised land or playoff land or whatever. But it's it just looks hard for Tennessee this year to, to be able to succeed. Um, but Derrick Henry, though, should be great, though. Should be great because he still is the best uh, running back in the league right now. Um, and then finally, for my last uh, quarterback that I think is going to take a decline just a bit this year is Patrick Mahomes. Kind of like Brady, where Mahomes is not going to fall off a cliff. Still the best qu- quarterback in the league. But he's just not going to have an MVP-like season this year, I think. Still going to be very good this year. Still going to be very fucking good this year. Still have a lot of high hopes for Mahomes and the Chiefs. Still going to make the playoffs. I don't know about Super Bowl, but very possible. Very possible they could still win the Super Bowl. I may not be the biggest fan of their new-looked offense now just because they lost Tyreek Hill, but that does not mean that their offense is terrible now. They still got Kelsey. Juju is not a scrub. He's not the best replacement for Tyreek Hill, in my opinion, but he's not a fucking scrub. So he should he should be good, too. Skylar Moore has been looking pretty good in the preseason, so he looks like he could be promising as well for his second um, hard receiver in, on the team. McCole Hardman looks good. So that offense is still going to look good. It's still going to look good. So we still got things to look out for um, for Kansas City. But Patrick Mahomes himself... He could have a year with a lot of ups and downs, kind of like last season, where he was good last year, but he definitely wasn't the 2018, 2019 version of himself in the regular season. So I think he's going to be kind of like what he was last year, which he was still good. He did not decline. He was not terrible. He was not trash. Um, but just just wasn't that 2018, 2019 Type of guy. In the postseason, he could look completely different, man. He could he could be like that in the regular season, and then in the postseason, he could look a lot different. Still can win the damn Super Bowl. That really doesn't change anything. But just at least production-wise, in the regular season, I think Mahomes is just going to take a couple steps down. Same thing with Brady. But it's not going to be fucking crazy. It's not going to be drastic. It's not like they're going to be terrible, trash, you know? That's not going to happen. That ain't going to happen. You know, in your dreams, maybe, but not in real life. So, that's all I got to say. Um, so, yeah, so my six teams, um, I'm going to have to do that. For my six best and worst teams, I think I'm going to do that for the next episode. I'll save that for the next episode. But just to recap, for my six QBs to improve, I have Tua Tagovailoa, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Matt Ryan, Jalen Hurts, and Derek Carr. And then for the six QBs that I have declining, is Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, and Patrick Mahomes. So um, that is it for today's episode. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode. Um, I'll be doing another episode this week. I couldn't do an episode on Friday because uh, I was busy last weekend, actually. Like, legit. Um, this weekend, I'll see if I can upload Friday. So maybe even before the weekend begins, I could actually get something going maybe put out more football content beforehand 
um, before the preseason uh, week two begins. Or actually, no, it begins. It starts again on Thursday. But once we get there, um, we should be putting out more football content because I still have like lists to do. I still got to rank the best offense, best defense. I got to do power rankings, ranking QBs, receivers. Um, so I still got to do all that, man. But I do have um, a good amount already ready to be put out. So, yeah, I'll do my top best six uh, worst, uh, best and worst teams for the next episode. And maybe I could even blend something else within um, the next episode as well. So, um, but that's it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, take care. Peace out, my friends.